Gotta come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute. What are you doing, Tone? I need sound effects. Darren, quick, get in the car. No, 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 Tone. I was going to sit down and do Skirtcast episode. And then after that, another red dwarf. Well, bring your mic along. This concerns Skirtcast, too. Wait a minute, Tone. What are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Do we become arseholes or something? No, 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 Darren. Both you and me turn out fine. It's our podcast. Something's got to be done about our podcasts. Road goes past 2010. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. I'm Darren. And I'm Tony. And this is Fiction Cast. Fiction Cast 14. Yeah, well, I hope you enjoyed that intro. Not sure which one it's going to be. We did do a few, but really hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, um, it was an interesting uh, exercise. Certainly got us back in the old swing of things. Yeah, indeed. Um, now, you may have noticed that it's been a little while, um, a few years. Yeah, yeah, just just one, two, three, four. Ten. <laughs> Ten years. Yeah. And the thing is, even though we um, stopped doing the fiction cast, um, there's been plenty of reason for it, and we haven't been sat dormant. We have actually done quite a lot. Um, but we'll cover that in, in, in a small while. But what I thought I'd do is, as we were coming back... I thought I'd give you a little bit of history of um, of where it all started, because I don't think we ever covered that. Yeah, I think in some aspects we've covered a little bit of that during some online discussions, but never in a fiction cast. Yeah. So uh, I think it was, what, back 2005, I want to say? Uh, we both worked together. Uh, I'm not going to say where. Uh, no, no, it doesn't exist anymore, so you can say what you want. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, we, we used to work together. And uh, we kind of kept in touch after that, because I came back up to Huddersfield, and uh, we kept in touch. And uh, here's a little fun fact. Um, I actually knew Tony when I, was, when I was a wee nipper, or I knew his family. Yes, he did, apparently. I remember taking pity on a small orphan child uh, <laughs> who turned up the door asking for my sister, which I knew was code for, please help me, I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> Exactly. So yes, yes, and that that goes back 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 to the eighties. Yeah, it does. Yeah, um, small world, really is very small. So after I moved back down to rugby, uh, we kind of kept in touch via uh, a forum uh, called Hairbrained, of all things. Yeah, Hairbrained was just just a collection of brain dumping stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, and it, it kind of got swamped, should we say. Um, it got kind of busy. 
Um, and at that point, we actually uh, we went on and created the Red War Forum, and that's where it came from because we got used to managing a forum, and then we moved on to what the Red War Forum, as it is today. And just think that was fourteen years ago, Tony. Wow, Red Dwarf has been going that long. <laughs> a little bit longer. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was the, the mutual area was the love of Red Dwarf, things sci-fi, things Brit comedy, uh, that kind of off-the-shelf, sometimes uh, slapstick, obvious humour. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's a theme we've probably continued through most of our projects, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, so back in, uh, what was it, 2008? Uh, um, we, we... Well, no, it was 2007, actually. Oh, was I it? Did, okay. Yes, I did do a check, yeah. We released in 2008, but we started the project up in 2007. Ah, okay. So that was VIP's uh, Vive Pilots Battlestar Tales. Now, as with all projects, Tony created an intro, quite liked it, and said, let's do a project around it. And, and that happened quite a lot, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it did, it did. Um, quite interestingly, I mean, we only did three episodes. When I was looking through small docs, I actually found the plan for the first season, so all ten episodes. All ten, yeah. So if anybody's listened back to the previous uh, Fiction Cash, you'll know that Tony and I spent a lot of time playing games doing in quotes, research. <laughs> yeah, it was research. Let's be honest, it was research. We did, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I remember one night we sat down and we went through all the maps on Halo 3, I think it was. Yeah. And we were saying, oh, we, what we can do here is... And we planned it all out. Unfortunately, with it being Machinima Project, um, it just didn't take off. It, 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 it just... We didn't have enough time for it. I think, yeah, you just, just remember, we didn't have enough time. That mm. will be a theme... <laughs> so we'll get no. that clear right now. <laughs> but that would be a theme. And I think, yeah, we, we were we were looking at, like, machinima engines or adapting games. If you don't know what machinima is, machinima is making cinema from gaming. Correct, um, yeah. You know, software, so... So yes, that's what we, that's what we spent a lot of time on, and um, I was looking through some old files earlier, and I did find that I have recorded the lines for VIPs episode four. Interesting. Um, I, I could even probably tell you what date that was. I suspect but, uh, 2009, because um, we seem to have quite a flurry 2008 to 2010. Yeah, I think so, and I think that was that was quite a creative time for us in those early years because um, the, the projects we were taking were quite quite small, actually, if you look at them in scope, but it's yeah. when we tried to enlarge them, that was the problem, and then we ended up trying to beg for help um, because of the aforementioned lack of time. Um, yeah. And I think that's that's the interesting thing about it is, is when we actually now retrospectively go back and have a look and see what we've actually managed to achieve as a very, very, very small production team. It's, it's yeah, you know, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, well, I don't care anyway. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's quite a body of work considering yeah, yeah. we never got paid for it. Uh, we funded it all ourselves. Uh, we never asked for money. That's one thing we wouldn't do. That was the matter of principle, wasn't it? Yeah. We, and I, I mean, this is a long time before, um, you know, stuff like Kickstarter was around or or Patreon. Go see the Patreon page. Yeah, the Patreon. Um, <laughs> we're, we're about. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it is interesting. It is very interesting. Quite, quite impressive, really. Um, we're yeah. not as prolific as maybe 
uh, Rob Caves and Hidden Frontier at the time as a as a fan base project. But I think, in all due respect to Rob, he had a bigger bigger network of people mm. than we did. I mean, you know, it's some of the projects it's just me and Darren. In some of the projects, it's just me. You know, doing the voices and stuff, which we'll come on to later, I'm sure. Yeah, indeed. So Vips were the first one. And yep. then, then, we, then we tried something a little different. So we were doing some more, um, in quotes, research. We played a lot of World of Warcraft. Yes. And uh, I think we came up with the idea of... In, in fact, where did the idea come from, Tony? Uh, for Guildies. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was just... Uh, a theme tune? <laughs> no, no, the theme the theme tune didn't come first. Guildies came first. I wrote the theme tune after that, by the way. The Vips 4 recorded on August 11, 2010. Wow, um, okay. Okay. Um, no, definitely. Guildies came first as an idea. I think it was an idea that we came about, and it was a concept. So this was the concept. The concept was you were watching a player LARPing as a character who was then going to LARP as a player. Okay. If that makes sense. Proper inception shit. Yeah, yeah. So what you were watching or listening to, it was going to be watching, but it never got to that stage because even with all the WoW private servers, we could it just wasn't enough resource. Um, and what we were saying was the concept is that there's somebody playing as a character who then the character's playing as a character. So if you're watching or you're listening to Dwayne Meathammer, the dwarf, then yeah. you're thinking that's that character, but you don't know who's behind the character, who who's controlling him, you yeah. know? And that was the idea that one of the episodes, there would be flashes of the real-world person. Oh, uh, okay. So you would, you know, it would suddenly cut to the real world and the real person playing him as a, just a little segment, a couple of seconds, yeah. to make you think... Right, okay. Because it's about how people how people turn around and, and become somebody else, if you like, playing a character yeah, yeah. in role playing and adopt it and become that persona, which is not the which is probably very, very far from their own persona in real life. It's more escapism and where they want to be. And that I think that was the thing. Like I say, it's an inception thing before inception came along. Yeah. Um and this was something again that we tried to do in Machinima. Uh we went to the effort of setting up a server, linking a lot of things up. Um, I know you spent weeks um, creating stages and all kinds of things. And again, we, we liked the idea. It just became too much work for us. Um, so we then tried it as just an audio version, but I don't think it worked. I think, I think the theme tune worked really well. Um, the theme tune did, you're right. The yeah. theme tune worked um, in audio. Um, and if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. Um, but yeah, I think it doesn't work that well unless you know World of Warcraft. Exactly, yeah, unless you can visualise. Yeah. It had potential, but not without the visuals. Agreed, yeah. We'd have probably had to bolster that up with a web page, with profiles of each one, maybe some pictures, pictures of where we were meant to be, so the pub that we were in, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, again, uh, from an audio podcast, it'd be very hard to get somebody to go and have a look at those. Yeah, I think at that point we kind of... (sighs) I think we kind of decided then that maybe Machinima wasn't the right way to go. Yeah. You know, um, for us anyway, for, because it's a lot of work. 
And if anybody's ever done 3D graphics or anything like that before, then you, you understand how much work there is. I yeah, mean, I still yeah. try and double my hand in it and lose patience within about two and a half minutes. And then um, <laughs> I sack it off because I'm, I'm no good at it. I'll be the first person to admit that. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I think... I think that was a that was a turning point. Really, was was Gildy's because it was the last video project we kind of started off. Yeah. Um, so at this point, we kind of verged. You started with the Nova Babylonia podcast. Uh, sorry, the Nova Babylonia um, series. Yes. And because we'd done some, we, I'd actually got tears for releasing content. Um, is when I I pulled up the the old Scooter cast. Yes. And we kind of ran those in parallel for, well, a good few years. Yeah, absolutely. On and off. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think those those are probably our two biggest biggest projects to date. Um, Novo B, um, mm, that did start with the theme tune. <laughs> well, there's a surprise. <laughs> there's a surprise. Scuttercast. Now, Scottcast was interesting because uh, at this point I kind of wanted wanted to test my skills, and uh, back then GarageBand would do enhanced podcasts. Yes, I remember seeing it for the first time. So this was uh, this was on Radio One, and Chris Moyles used to do an enhanced podcast. I was like, well, "What's all this magic they're talking about?" And I actually subscribed to one of their podcasts. And I was watching it, and all the images were changing. I'm like, "That is fantastic! I want to do one of those." Yeah, I, I remember because that's the thing is. You I put it. You favoured content, shall we say? Mm. Um, and you know the podcast scene at that point. Let, let's let's get podcasts into perspective. In two thousand seven, two thousand and eight, podcasts were, and quoting Apple on this one, who created the podcast, was for end users, normal people to create their own content. Yeah, it wasn't for big national broadcasters to create content. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much like YouTube was a video version to what podcasting was on iTunes. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, there was time limits and so on and so forth right at the beginning, but it was oh, podcasting has always been about non-commercial entities creating content for consuming. Yeah, yeah. And I think, in especially in the last 10 years or so, that's flipped the other way around. You know, yeah. um, but anyway, enough about me bleating on about. Uh, I even remember uh, the uh, the VIPs episodes. We had to keep them to a set time because we only had, was it like 10, 15 minutes we had? It was 10 minutes on YouTube, yeah. The fact that one of the reasons why we actually went for it on VIPs was because Sci-Fi Channel, a.k.a. Universal, yeah. had released a do-it-yourself fan kit of footage uh -huh. and music and logos and artwork to use in a make-your-own-fan video. Uh, interesting. Because I've still got them. And that it was done on the on that. It said, here, have the fan kit and you can make your own Babylon, uh, Viper Pilots or uh, uh, what do they call it? Battlestar. Battlestar, yeah, that's it. Just Battlestar um, episode. And mm. they encouraged it. They ran it as a competition, which is a bit dismaying on VIPs about five years ago, they did a copyright claim against it. Yes, yeah. So it's only it's only viewable in the US, as far as I'm aware. Interesting. 
Now, we have actually relisted it. So um, there's a handful of podcast hosts, or should I say podcast aggregators out there, which have actually got the videos on. Uh, so it's back on iTunes. Yay! All wait for the lawsuit. Yeah. Um, it's worth pointing out at this point that all the podcasts that we're mentioning, um, we've now relisted them on. So anywhere that you consume your podcasts, have a look on there for Fiction Shed. And you should find everything that we're talking about so you can see how good or bad they were. Yes, I think there was, I think Scuttercast got a real boost from the reignition of, of Red Dwarf as well. I think that was the main Absolutely, driver for yeah. it. It was, yeah. So, you, you know, with, with your co hosts, because um, I didn't know enough about Red Dwarf, to be fair. Um, but um, yeah, I think you made some of your co hosts watch all the episodes beforehand wasn't it so every episode you'd watch the episode just before you recorded it um kind of so yeah the process was that we'd all re-watch the episode we'd all make notes and then we'd all discuss those um a couple of the other guys would actually go off and and, and do a deep dive into the episodes so the people that were there what they'd previously been in and everything oh nice nice there was a lot of work put into those um and yeah we've still got seven episodes left that's not bad. And then you've done them all. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, um, as it currently stands, that ran for 10 years. Uh, sorry, no, i take that back. That ran for eight years. So eight years worth of editing. And each one of these episodes with the enhanced stuff took a good 10, 15, 20 hours, depending on what the input audio was like. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's one thing I don't... Unless you do it yourself, you don't mm. appreciate what it's like. Yes. Unless you're doing the editing, and this is, this is people ask me, what do you do? You know, what's involved in making a podcast, man? And it's like, well, a lot of hard work, a lot of learning. Uh, I came from a sort of a, a music engineering background, so I didn't have that much to learn. In fact, that enabled me to quickly turn around episodes, um, yeah. because you know I've been doing uh, engineering and stuff for for quite a long time, and. When you when you think about an episode, everybody thinks it's just there. But when you listen to an episode, you've got to understand this one thing. Every element in that episode, somebody has to put their hands on at some point. Mm. Whether it's a theme tune, whether it's uh, a sound effect, whether it's a cut note, a you know, cut scene piece of music, a little stab between two scenes, whether it's actually making sure that just like now that my audio track and your audio track down are leveled yeah and, and in sync and in sync and any mistakes are edited out if need be um then that's where the time comes in i think oh it's all about time again yes i'm on about time again because you've got to understand something if a particular piece of audio that i record for darren for instance for this fiction fiction cast end up i don't know 20 minutes long then he's got 20 minutes worth of audio to edit now if we made loads of mistakes that could take two hours to edit all the mistakes out and to get it to sound natural yeah, and yeah. all in sync it's not what you hear is what you get what you hear is probably on a challenging day one fifth of the total that was recorded yeah yeah you know, outtakes and so on and so forth and you kind of like do that with the um the idea of um you know, having proper dialogue rather than just conversation. Mm. You know what I mean? Once, you, once you've got um, dialogue, which then needs to be timed so the 
rhythm of the conversation is kept going in a particular way, it's a very time-consuming thing. And I remember Darren getting and telling me you're getting a call and saying, I'm just so fed up in having to edit yeah. because it's just down to me and I'm just editing and I'm just really fed up of it all because it's just it's sucking the life out of me. You know, um, yeah. I don't know what the average, what was the average time for an edit on, on a Scuttercast episode? Not not the enhanced one, because you did that to yourself. Just, um, it, it'd be about two nights work. Is that two full so, nights? About eight hours? Somewhere between five and eight hours per episode, yeah. Yeah. Novo B, anything. I could do Novo B on a Sunday, start at 10 and finish at 10 at night and get an episode out. So between twelve and fifteen hours for one episode of Novo B. So and if you if you kind of look towards the end seasons when you've got forty minutes episodes, yeah, it takes a little bit longer than that. <laughs> Hence why they were released so sporadically. Well, yeah, and it, see the thing is people come and go as well. It, nobody's got paid for anything we've done ever. Yeah. Nobody's got paid. Um and I think that that's an important thing to take into consideration is is doing this as a fan, that's our drive. Yeah. We're not doing it for financial recognition. One you know, one particular project received an award, which was absolutely fantastic and unexpected. Um, yeah. But it's never been any money. We've never done it for the money. We've never done it for the fame um, or anything like that. We've just done it because we enjoy doing it. Um, so I think that's something to take into consideration when you look at how things are with the amount of effort it takes to produce a piece of content and then for some troll in a, um, a forum somewhere going well that's just crap isn't it <laughs> and we're sat there going well what bit's crap what to tell us which bit because then we need because that's the only way we get to know about stuff is with feedback and if the feedback's yeah it's just all crap that yeah. doesn't really help us does it no However, we won't have a Mooncast because um, if you want a Mooncast, you can go back. There's another 13 episodes of this and it's uh, <laughs> saying the same thing, <laughs> but just with really bad audio. So I'm sorry for about those, those previous episodes. <laughs> I said, you're doing it through a, you're doing it through a, a Bane mask when you were you're wearing <laughs> like a face sad. mask. Well, uh, the best one was, I mean, uh, I've been back and listened to the Fiction Cast episodes since I've re-listed them. And there was one episode, I, I think it was maybe seven or eight, and so my audio is good because I've got the mic on and all the rest of it, and you're giving it, yeah, so I've got a sound engineer background, and you had the worst audio I've ever heard you have, and it was brilliant. <laughs> well, you know, what, what, what? I didn't want you to feel you know, <laughs> like I was being smug, because um, if you actually uh, if you actually probably look at the original files, you found that it actually recorded at 96 kilohertz, 32-bit, and I just sort of fiddled with them to make them sound terrible. Uh, like uh, of course. Recorded yeah, them yeah, in yeah. a That's crisp fine. packet. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so what, one thing I did notice back then, so again, going back and listening to all the podcasts, um, we created a rod for his own back, but back then that was how he did things. Yes. Um, so social media wasn't anywhere near where it is now. Uh, we had MySpace pages for everything. Um, in, in fact, if you go back and listen to some of the f fiction casts, um, it's the discovery of Twitter, the discovery of Facebook. So that that just gives you an idea how long ago this was. Uh, but for every single idea that we had, 
we had a website, we had a forum, we had email groups, <laughs> we, had, we had everything. Um, so I've no, I'm not surprised that we never had any time for anything because we were always managing these things. We're always broke because we're paying for them as well. <laughs> yeah. Every idea, oh, we're going to have the website. Yeah, we'll buy the website. Yeah, let's, let's yeah, buy the website it, on it. <laughs> it's a different internet universe right now um, yeah. than it was back then. It's a, it's a lot easier to get a web presence. But back then, you had to have the website. You had to have a forum if you wanted to get feedback. You yeah. had to plug your, de- your domain name as much as possible um, to have that presence. But now, like I say, it's completely different. I mean, that's why we've probably just... We've gone away, consolidated everything, and and taken the sites down completely because the, the I mean, hosting hosting our websites for the best part of like fourteen, twelve years, something like that. Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. You know, it gets expensive after a bit. Um, it does, yeah. So yes, I think it was just time to to move on on that particular case. Yeah. Um, but again, interesting times. Um, I was going back through some of the original emails, and it's just like wow. I can't believe this. Though. And the thing is with the websites as well, we had to we had to fire up Dreamweaver and actually handcraft these uh, because the WYSIWYG editors, things like uh, WordPress and Wix and, and all that kind of stuff, didn't exist. No. And, and that's the thing about it. Is it's, I mean, I remember one of the first incarnations of the Novo B website was I, ha- I literally wrote that in a text editor using HTML. Yeah, yeah. So I, I crafted it. Oh, PHP, poor. That's too complicated. <laughs> Let me just do it in HTML um, and, and craft some, get me rubbish version of Photoshop out and make some images. Um, yeah, I, so I think there was, there was that it wasn't, it's not as simple as throwing some piece of audio together for any of our projects. Yeah. It's, there's a lot more involved in it, a lot more. Um, and it's not like we haven't, you know, gone the extra mile, for instance, you know, um, the Red Dwarf team went down to um, which con was it? Uh, Dimension Jump. Dimension Jump, um, and I've done a Scarborough Sci-Fi Convention a couple of times. Yeah, you've actually sat there with the table, haven't you? I've actually sat there with the stars at the table. Oh, with, with these with these stickers. With my stickers. <laughs> exactly that. With my stickers. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's not just about this that and the other you know it's about it's the full package because you have to do the full package yeah yeah indeed um so i thought worth mentioning so the, there's a handful of uh, projects that um we 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 did um over the over the last 10 years some got some love some didn't really get past the writing stage um let's go one that got some love uh, there was three episodes of the galaxy quest restoration project Oh, GGGQRP. Yeah, so do, yeah, do you want to give us a quick lowdown on that? Um, I, th- I think this is probably going to warrant its own episode, but do you want to just give us the high-level view of this one? The high-level view. Okay, so it was 2015, um, and I think we'd just come to the end of Novo B Season 2. Okay. Um, and Nova B season two, like I said, separate subject, but the cast were amazing and are amazing. Um, you know, and they really made the difference. Season, forget season one, really, if you can listen to Nova B, just go straight to season two. Um, and I thought we've got momentum here because we ended season two on a real high. 
to be honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. when you're looking at the last episode, it's actually split into four parts at 40 minutes apart. That's 160 minutes. That's a two and a half hour feature length thing, isn't it, almost? Yeah. You know what I mean? If over. So, um, plus it being the only Babylon 5 piece of work out there is another thing, fan work. Um, but we won't go into that in this episode. Um, so, yeah, I, and I've I've always loved... Galaxy Quest, I love sci-fi in general, but Galaxy Quest has always been my fave because it's it's just so cheeky and it, it resonates with fans, I think. Yeah. Um, and I spotted something. I thought, you know, what I'd like actually to see the original Galaxy Quest episodes. Love yes. it. Um, and this is before Amazon uh, and, you know, announced that they were going to do a Galaxy Quest TV series. Um um, so, yeah, so we're way before them. We're about three, four years ahead um, yeah. of of them. And um, so I started putting the idea together. Um, I managed to get most of the cast and a few new new people involved in, in Galaxy Quest. And the idea was this. The premise was that we had found the original videotapes from the series in a damp basement in Uptown L.A. Mm. Um, and I think that was the idea was, it's we're not doing Galaxy Quest the film, we're doing Galaxy Quest the TV show. So yes. we were doing something fictional to justify the real existence of a fictional TV show, which yes. was then fictional inside the film. So Inception once again. So it wasn't just a simple premise. It was, and I think there was one review we had on the web somewhere where they said it was actually really quite a smart way of doing it. Is how do you justify creating an audio drama with just the TV show as the source? Because the TV mm. show was only referenced in certain parts. So, and it was really good. I mean, I really enjoyed doing it. And that's the one we kind of we won a Parsec Award for twenty sixteen on that one, didn't we? Yeah, uh, for so, the third episode. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, really enjoyed. Love to pick it up again at some point. Because um, the thing is, what it, just like with Novo B and Galaxy Quest, once we heard somebody was going to do something commercial with it, that they were going to take the IP and do a show or they were going to do uh, a feature film, then out of respect, we stopped. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Um, you know... And we'll go into those in those respective IPs later on of, of what why we did it and what the rationale was for it and ultimately what happened. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Um, now, if you have gone back and listened to the other fiction cast, we mentioned, I don't know, about episode four or five that we were going to do a new geeky project uh, with lots of, lots of computer references and that stuff for the geeky gamer. Um, but we had never actually named it. That was um, Quantum Ping. Oh, yes, good old Quantum Ping. There's a theme tune there somewhere. <laughs> there was a theme tune. There was Flying Over Clouds. Yes, yes, there's actually a video <laughs> intro on it. Like I say, it was probably, it was probably when we gave up doing um, video-based stuff. Machinima-based, to be fair. So if you remember at this point, what we were going to do is we were struggling to find good engines and we were jumping from engine to engine trying to find something for VIPs. And at that point, we were thinking, well, hang on why don't we do something where we jump from engine to engine and it, like Quantum Leap, but we were trying to get home uh, by jumping from game to game. Yes. So the idea was it was a bit of a Tron 
mixed with Quantum Leap is somebody yep. got stuck in a game and they had to finish the game and that you know basically the the next game would be the next game home where they would be released out of the the Tron laser thing yeah, and yeah. so the idea was we could use different engines and different games and tell a different story and eventually just leap into the next game and then as in a TV show I think was it Oh Boy we were going to use yeah yeah or Oh Beep or something or other or Bleep um so yes, uh, we did a theme tune. It's nice, very nice theme tune. Yeah. Um, but I think it just ended up being too challenging. Yeah. Um, if you think about the complexity of a having to have each game and b trying to work out what, unless you do it yourself, try and work out how you're going to use camera angles, especially when you don't have a free cam in a game. Yeah. I think we we discussed Gary's mod at that point. We did, yeah, yeah. Uh, to see if we could use that. But, yeah, quantum ping. Um, obviously a leap and a ping. A ping leaps across a network. Um, so that's why we call it quantum ping. Yeah, indeed. Networking joke. A bit geeky. Yeah. Um, Andromeda AU. Now, this, this, this had quite a lot of steam and then didn't really do anything. I think the problem was with Andromeda AU... I mean, it was great. We had a great theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shock. Uh, we had great. We had great artwork. Uh, we had a cast lined up. However, we looked for scriptwriters because we couldn't be writing everything and doing everything. And mm. there, this is where the mooncast begins. But um, yeah, so I think we couldn't do everything. So we we looked for a script. I found a script. And that was interesting. I don't think we can do a whole episode on Andromeda AU. If you want to know what the AU stands for, it stands for Alternate Universe. Okay. Um, so the idea was that there was a different reality, but it was Andromeda basically with different voices. Yeah. Um, so I've had a chat, interestingly enough, and kind of had an unofficial blessing from Robert Hewitt Wolfe. Oh. The creator of Andromeda. Okay. And also wrote several DS9 episodes and stuff because he was in Scotland at the time on holiday at one point. Not that I stalked him or tracked him down or anything like that. I just <laughs> had a Twitter conversation with him because um, you might be able to find it. If you can't find it, uh, just join the Fiction Shed Facebook group, send me a message and I'll send you a copy. But um, RHW, he released what's called the Coda. So the end explanation of all that was happening in Andromeda and what it was all about, because he left after the second season through right, artistic okay. creative differences. Mm. And then he went on to do other great, fantastic shows. Um, and if he is listening, thanks very much for those shows. Um, so, yeah, I think the Coda was an interesting one because Coda really does tie it up and explain a lot. Yep, that's Andromeda Alternate Universe. Um, it was a good idea, um, but like so many good ideas, it doesn't mean it, uh, it ended up on the shelf. Yeah. So one of the next episodes, or, or should I say one of the next things we tried, was um, Star Trek, Star Trek Genesis of the Borg. And I think this was due to uh, a lot of the cast that we use for the end of Nova B. Yeah, it is. I mean, one of the... Being a Star Trek fan, obviously... Um, one of the biggest mysteries of all is 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 where the ball came from, and I thought, well, why why can't we answer that? Hmm. Incidentally, 
there was no theme tune for this. And that's that's why it never got anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think what we wanted to do, and, and the, the story is still there, is tell the story of how the Borg came to be utilising mm. uh, Picard post-retirement, post-nemesis, before okay. they ruined it all with Star Trek Picard. Never mind. Mm. But I think that's that's one for another one for another time. It, it's quite nice to go into the backstory of that one. But yeah, because okay. it was never released, I don't really want to spoil it, just in case we decide to do something with it. And if you do look for Genesis of the Borg on YouTube, there is a test CGI video on there. There is, yeah. Um, now, so here's one that I wasn't involved in at all. And uh, so I, I, I was quite busy with some of the other podcasts so the librarian um i found this in, in our dropbox folder and i was like oh what's this project ah the librarian paul spencer um amazing writer chappy from scarborough uk um has an away with writing tales of the macabre okay. so think of it as a, a an original kind of tales of the unexpected or tales from the crypt Okay. Um, so there was about three scripts we chose to develop. Um, but once again, um, it was just, it collapsed under the sheer weight of, of the amount of people it needed just to get it off the ground. Yeah. But yes, that, and that, that was the basic of it. Obviously, it's Paul's story, so I'm not going to go too much in, in, into the individual stories. But we had about five scripts lined up. Mm. And... Um, we I think we, we we set three going, got some dialogue for some people, but there was a, there was at least five stories there already, which is unusual for us because normally we'd have only had one at a time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so during, let's see, so Scottcast, while I was running that in parallel, I uh, I, I went off to do um, a gaming podcast. So this was quite interesting. Um, I was in with the the midlife gamer community. Um, so being the age that we are, um, there were like minded gamers. Which, to be fair, the gaming communities online now are quite toxic. So it's quite nice speaking to people about games your own age. I managed to get roped into a podcast. Now back back in two thousand twelve, um, I was one of these that. Well, as you've seen throughout this podcast, we didn't have enough time to do anything. Um, at that time, I bought a load of games. As soon as something was an offer, I bought it. And I managed to get a, a massive pile of games. Now, the Year of Shame challenge was... So there were three hosts, uh, myself, Jason, Simon, and the challenge was to go through the entire year without buying any more games. And this was just to go through the backlog. And quite interestingly, we did 14 episodes of... Um, of just how we got through it and did we change towards the end did we go out on the last day and buy loads of stuff uh did we crack under the pressure it was uh it's quite an interesting experiment it was yeah uh and uh, i did the theme theme tune for that one as well yeah you did yeah now this is actually um now if you do look for the year of shame challenge on uh, whatever your podcast host is of choice um the now in year eight so this is something that's continued and grown uh, which is fantastic yeah absolutely uh, and i think that's the thing it's catering for we just don't cater for sci-fi addicts we cater for gamers as well okay um that <laughs> really is a wide repertoire but you know at the end of the day 
uh, you know, you've got to, if you're not getting paid for it, you do what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Now, back in 2015, um, I did a podcast with my cousin, which I believe you did the audio, uh, the intro for Thank as well. you. Yep. Uh, for the Checkpoint Done podcast. Now, this was, um, my cousin wanted to get into being creative. He, he wanted to do um, some kind of podcast or something. I said, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on with you. And we did 100, 100 episodes, and it went from everything from video games to movies to TV. Um, there were also, like, challenges every fortnight as well. So I, I wasn't a big comic book reader. I was, I was aware of a lot of the comic book universes. But at this time, we were getting uh, the Marvel films kicking off and all that kind of stuff, and I didn't know any of the background. So he's like, all right, so what we'll do between these two episodes is we'll go and read this comic, and then we can discuss it afterwards and tell what you thought. In the same way, he was... Um, so he was eight years younger than me, so I challenged him to go and watch a particular film, a film that... Uh, a, a lovely 80s film, and then we would discuss. So he'd be watching it for the first time in... 2015, 2016, um, something from the 80s. So all the good stuff like uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Weird Science, all the classics that I grew up with, he'd never seen before. Yeah. I mean, that's the, I mean, it's a different world now because everything's still available before. You'd try and have to find that on DVD somewhere. Oh, yeah. Or, or go find out your videotape from Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> You'd go to Blockbuster or somewhere like that um, and rent it out or... Love film, if you remember love film. I do remember love film, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a different world, and, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's, everything's more accessible now. Like I said, yeah, the internet yeah. has changed. Indeed, yeah. Uh, but that run for 100 episodes, that run for four years. And again, uh, we've republished all those episodes, so you can go and find those. They'll be available forever. And then finally, one of the hosts that I did the Year of Shame Challenge with, Jace, um, we both, last year, we did... Um, uh, a massive season pass of running events. So what we found, uh, because there was just so much to try and work out, um, so where you had to be, uh, where there was to stay, if you had to buy, get a ferry, uh, and, and there were just so much logistics to try and work out. We spent ages on the web trying to f figure these out, so we thought, well, what we'll do is, as we go to each one of these events, we'll actually record um, our experiences and then for people for future years can just listen to the podcast and they know what to expect, know what shoes they need um, and everything like that. So, um, again, that was really enjoyable. Um, it, we'd have the thoughts before we went on these things. Now, uh, anybody who's not aware, so this was um, done through the company Rat Race and they do some epic events. Um, so anything from um, like a 5K Tough Mudder style, um, right up to ultra marathons. Um, so last year I found myself running from uh, Carlisle to Gateshead, uh, which, uh, as you can imagine, is quite an experience. But if you don't know what to expect, it can be very daunting. Um, so we recorded all our thoughts on that. So hopefully people should get some use out of that and know know what to expect. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like, you know, in the, in the future, uh, people are going to be running any differently. I mean, they're still going to have legs, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mine might not work, but... <laughs> <laughs> and, no, and no, I didn't do the theme tune for this one. No, so, so you did. Uh, oh, yes, I did. we didn't and like it, and I threw like it away. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so thanks for that. Um, 
But I then did I did a quick tally up, and so since we've been in business, in quotes, um, we've actually knocked out two hundred and forty five episodes. That's pretty good. Uh, it's it's not bad going to say that we we moan about it all the time. <laughs> we've never been paid. I think that's what we said earlier on, though, isn't it? it it's yeah. When, when we've gone back and looked at all this and thinking, oh, what did we do? Uh, you know, when you look at two hundred and forty five episodes of content. Goodness knows how many hours worth of content. And when you kind of understand that, how long it takes to edit that stuff together. Yeah. You know, it adds up to a lot of time, uh, a lot of blood, sweat, tears and love going into this stuff. Um, so it's not, you know, it's it's not a, it's not a told you so cast. Um, and it's certainly not a moan cast. It's just yeah, sometimes you, we, and I don't know whether you know, you have the same feeling that I did. When you made something, mm. you don't listen to it in the same way as the audience. No, 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 no. Um, and then when you come back to it like a year or two or ten later, um, yeah. you realise, oh, wow, it was actually really good because you're your own worst critic when you're making something. Yeah, and going back and listening to um, some of the audio dramas we've done uh, has been it's been quite interesting to listen to. So none of it was fresh in my head. And I was like, yeah, this is actually all right. Um, I mean, some of the stuff makes me really cringe. <laughs> listening to some of the audio, I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, it was Tony's fault. He made me do it. Yeah, exactly. It's always the same old. But I think, yeah, yeah when you look at it and it's kind of like going, yeah, how did I do that? Yeah, but it's also interesting to see how we've evolved. So you you go from like the original Vips, the original Guildies, uh, up to uh, where we are now. Um, I, I think we've come on leaps and bounds. Yeah, I think um, the, the principles of the production haven't changed, but the tools have, and the distribution model has. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, like I said, the internet is is a new new universe for us, um, and it's it's interesting to see what possibilities there may be. Mm. Um, I hear you. Yeah. If we had more people. <laughs> Let's not turn this into a beg cast. <laughs> cool. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, what we plan to do, now I'm promising nothing, um, because I know how crap we can be. See um, you in 2030. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what the plan is, is uh, some of these, I, I think, uh, require a bit of more of a deep dive. Um, so if we can muster up th- some of the original people that were on them, um, then we'll do some individual episodes uh, and just talk about the history of of each one of those things. So, I mean, like Star Trek, Genesis of the Borg. Um, I'll speak with my uh, Scuttercast hosts and see if I can get some of those guys on and we can talk about all the many, many issues we had right at the beginning of there and the different casts and, and how we put all those together. You, you will never know the pain of people using different microphones and recording yeah. and having to make it sound all the same. If I, well, if, I, if I could go back to Novo B, and I'm not picking on Anthony at this point, <laughs> but maybe I am because I appreciate what he did and he didn't have any equipment, Yeah, but he still managed to get his lines. But the amount of hours spent processing audio to the point where it's presentable, you know... Add all adds up, and I think, like I say, I think it's a good idea to have a retrospective. And I say, I'm no. Some of the guys will be listening. Um, if you fancy it, just drop us a line. You know how to get hold of us, and um, we'll get together and do a retrospective and tell. I, I'm be more interested about 
to saying, you know, how much, uh, how much of a, you know, whip master Tony was, you know, <laughs> you know demanding <laughs> lines on time and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I jest, um, always on time. And the, I think that'd be a nice way to have a catch up and just see how, what you felt as a, as a cast member, how you felt mm. about doing it, or even as a writer, we'll have a word with Steve C, see if we can get him on, um, and and see what the experience is because that's what it is. He's, he's, let's do a little behind the scenes retrospectively. Yeah, indeed. Um, so I'm not sure where you listen to this, but I've managed to publish all the episodes. So everything that we've discussed um, that was released can now be found found on your podcast host of choice. So I've picked up um, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict. Um, Amazon Music, Overcast, there's the RSS feeds for them. And pretty much if you if you go onto your podcast app and punch in Fiction Shed, you should be able to find us. Um, for the social medias, just look for at Fiction Shed and you will find us. Yep. So uh, if you ever hear anything that says FictionShed.com, that means just search Facebook for Fiction Shed. Yes, uh, we've got somebody camping on, <laughs> on fictionshed.com, <laughs> so please don't go to their site. Yeah, pretty much it. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Tony. Thank you very much, Darren. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>